Today in the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to go through all the stuff that happened during the week, especially last night with the No Surrender, the betrayals uh, that happened in that pay-per-view. We're also going to be talking about a new IWGP United States Champion. We're going to talk a little bit of WWE and AEW. We're going to have that and much more on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Welcome to another episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the infamous Ultimate One. And today, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff that has happened during the week. What happened last night. Uh, these E-Droids still defending WWE's booking, which I don't understand. And we're going to talk a little bit of AEW. Um... And we're going to do a lot of other stuff. Again, before I start, guys, if you guys want to continue to follow me on social media, you can get me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I usually be on Twitter, and that's where mostly all these uh, droids and trolls are always talking crap. Um, You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, like I said. Also, you can follow my audio podcast the Chokesland Wrestling Report through Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Popping, and any other audio podcast that you guys like to listen to. Also, if you guys are interested in the merchandise that I have to support the podcast, you go to my store, tcwr.veryinkpressive.com. That's tcwr.veryinkpressive.com. Um, if you guys check it out, I got hats. T-shirts, hoodies, uh, big ups to my supplier, Vernick Alvarez from r32.store. That's r32.store. Um, you guys can check him out. And he has a lot of stuff that you guys could probably deal with as far as, um, you know, wholesale stuff and design. This is, he is the man. He's my supplier. He's, he's the man. But the reason I did all that to begin with, because there's a lot of stuff going on. Especially what happened last night and no surrender. Two particular uh, matches that I was very, very interested in Impact Wrestling pay-per-view no surrender. Um, one, you know, one that I was very, very interested in was the Bullet Clubs, Tama Tonga, Tonga Law, the Gorillas of Destiny against the Good Brothers. Um, the shocking events of the night was jay white yes that jay white switchblade the man i met last week turned on the gorillas of destiny and joined the good brothers yes a lot of people are probably going to wake up this morning if they didn't see no surrender they probably don't want to hear about it oh well if you didn't see it not my problem but you're going to see it on, on social media anyway because it's all over social media again jay white turning on the gorillas of destiny now am i surprised about this not really and i'm gonna tell you why because for probably for a year already there's been issues with the bullet club in japan the first one was back i believe was 2020 
um, I believe it was a 2020 or 2020, I think it was 2020, where Evil uh, joined Bullet Club and Evil and Jay White were going back and forth in the um, in the G1 Climax. Um, apparently, Kenta, out of all people, had a match against Evil, and Evil cheated, hit a low blow on Kenta to win the match, and that did not sit well with Jay White. Forward a year later, Jay White is in the United States, in New Japan Strong. The Gorillas of Destiny are in Japan. Um, this was like last year, and Jay White cut a promo at New Japan Strong, which said he didn't like the idea of Evil creating a sub uh, group in the, within the Bullet Club called the House of Torture. And Tamatanga spoke about that. He said, and it's funny how you call yourself the leader, but you're not here. You were not in the G1 Climax. And right there, you saw the crack of the relationship between Jay White and the Gorillas of Destiny. Now, when I saw this, I said, well, this going to be something going on. Then to top it off, the Gorillas of Destiny showed up at Resurgence New Japan TV show, or not even a TV show. It was their pay-per-view and whatnot. And they showed up at Resurgence when the Bullet, uh, Good Brothers had just finished a match. And it was the first time, first showdown between them two. Now, you ask yourself why the Good Brothers and the Gorillas of Destiny have beef was because of what happened last year, the beginning of the year. The Good Brothers were teaming up with Kenny Omega, calling themselves Bullet Club. That didn't sit well either with Tamatanga. So there's been beef between this group back and forth. Now, when the Gorillas of Destiny showed up at Impact this year, I said, well, Impact is about seven or eight months late for this match. They should have done this a long time ago. They didn't. So, again, New Japan plays it off long-term storyline, something that WWE does not know. Yes, I'm taking shots at WWE. Um, as, of last, as of last, I think this last month, Jay White and the Gurus of Destiny came in. Um, they challenged the Good Brothers. Um, they had a nice promo, which I saw last night. Uh, well, actually, yesterday afternoon when I was catching up with uh, Impact Wrestling. Uh, pretty much, Tamatanga told the Good Brothers, well, you guys been fired everywhere. And he said, when by on No Surrender, when we beat you for the Impact World Tag Team titles, we're going to fire you from Bullet Club. So, the thing is, we... We're looking at another Bullet Club. Are we looking at another Bullet Club civil, uh, civil War? Now, the reason I say are we, because realistically, everybody's saying that Evil is the leader in New Japan for the Bullet Club. Now, they got the House of Torture. But Jay White, um, uh, probably a week ago, was in a... Uh, he was in a uh, podcast, which he mentioned that his showing up at... AEW and throwing up the young you know, talking to Young Bucks, Adam Cole said he wants to uh, have more Bullet Club have more influence in the you know um in the United States. Uh, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows 
just trademark a BC, the BC name. So once I saw that this week, I said, this don't sound right. Is Jay White going to turn on the Good Brothers? I'm not, not on the Good Brothers, on the Gorillas of Destiny. And sure enough, that was my hinge. The way Jay White and the Gorillas of Destiny went in that ring, and then Chris Bay, the outsider of the Bullet Club member, with the Finesse Club, whatever you call it, it didn't seem right. Something didn't seem right the last couple of weeks. And sure enough, last night, when in the middle of the match, uh, Chris Bay came out, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, Jay White went in the ring, grabs Tangaloa, unexpected, and hits him with the Blade Runner. And Chris Bay, Jay White, and the Good Brothers celebrated defeating the Gorillas of Destiny. The biggest betrayal in wrestling right now this year. I mean, I, I knew there was going to be some type of issue with the Bullet Club, but I didn't even see this coming with Jay White turning on uh, on the Gorillas of Destiny. Not this way. So that was very surprising last night. And that uh, now the question is, what's going to happen with the members in Japan? Is Gallows and Anderson going to Japan? Is Jay White going back to Japan? Or are they going to bring this all this nonsense into AEW? Because Jay White is an AEW. So, I mean, in, Impact is not working with AEW. So, I don't know where that's going to go. And I think Jay White probably is going to be the influencer where he's going to probably... Uh, it might not be no elite anymore and whatnot and whatnot. So maybe the young boys will get kicked out when Kenny Omega comes back. We're going to have the young bucks and Kenny Omega feuding with Adam Cole and Jay White and whoever he has It'll probably be the red dragon. Maybe red dragon gets, you know, maybe they get kicked to the curve because remember what Adam Cole said two weeks ago when Jay White attacked Trent Beretta, you make an oath to the Bullet Club. When you want your Bullet Club, you Bullet Club for life. Now, does this mean that the Gorillas of Destiny got kicked out of the Bullet Club, or they still Bullet Club because they still in Japan as Bullet Club member? What happens now with Balak Fale? If Balak Fale has been around, he's one of the original OGs. Is he gonna uh, join this group? You know, he's been always loyal to Bullet Club, no matter who the, the leader is. So, uh, it's something to th- to look, you know, t- to think about. Now let's move forward to what happened also in this pay-per-view. Team Impact. They supposedly consisted of, it was supposed to be Josh Alexander, Chris Saban, Eddie Edwards, uh, Rhino, and Rich Swan against the members of Honor No More, which included Ken, Kenny King, PCO, uh, well, uh, Matt Taven, and Mike Bennett. And I believe there's another fifth member. I'm missing somebody. Oh, and Vincent. Well, this match happened until in the middle of the pay-per-view, supposedly it said Eddie Edwards was taken out. So now they were short of a guy and whatnot. Now, Steve Macklin took over Josh Alexander because Josh Alexander got sent home two weeks ago, which I'll be talking about in the next segment. And next thing you know, um, match is going on. Eddie Edwards pops out of nowhere in the ending of the match. And out of nowhere, he turns. He turns on Team Impact. I forgot who he hit the candlestick first. 
but he turned on Team Impact. Now, it's funny because my friend was, me and my friend were talking about, oh, we're, we're tired of Eddie Edwards and Impact. He's talking about he's the hardest soul of Impact. Well, he just did a whole turnaround. Now, Eddie Edwards was part of Ring of Honor years ago when he's teamed up with Dave. He used to have some classic matches with David Richards. Um, but I don't get this story. Why would Eddie Edwards now uh, turn on Team Impact and whatnot? You know, and um, so in reality, you know, that's something now to follow up the following the next couple of weeks. So they're going to have me looking at this, see where it goes. Uh, these two little situations are very, very um, interesting right now. Impact hit a home run with these two betrayals, you know, and I like the commentary. The commentary is getting a little better. What I don't like, yeah, you knew negative was coming. The fact that Tasha Steeles uh, was not given the impact uh, knockouts title. Why is it still dragging uh, Mickey James around? Because she came out in the Royal Rumble? Really? You know, this woman swears that a uh, impact could work with WWE in a certain in a certain format of Forbidden Door. There's no such thing as Forbidden Door in WWE. I keep saying it over and over again, but you know, people are hard-headed. They don't listen. So the fact that Tasha Steele still was not given the Knockouts Impact title, the Knockouts champion, is ridiculous. Um, Of course, uh, my girl, Deanna Perrazzo, still the champion. She did a challenge. I don't remember who she wrestled. It was some young rookie girl, whatever it was. Um, So, you know, I just saw her last week wrestle Santana Garrett. Santana Garrett, I saw her in House of Glory not long ago. So... Um, but other than that, I mean, you knew that Moose was going to uh, retain the belt against um, Morrissey, you know. Um, but now who's going to challenge Moose right now? You know, you Josh Alexander is gone, and we're going to be talking about that. Um, makes no damn sense to me at all. Because who's going to be the next the guy who's going to fight Moose? You know, so there's still loopholes. There's still gaps when it comes to impact. <clears throat> they still have a lot of work to do, but I'm liking what they're doing. Uh, the Matt Matt Rainwall and um, or who used to be known as Tom Phillips, their commentary is awesome. Right now, there's way better than Matt Striker and, and uh, D. Brown. Uh, I'm loving it. I'm I'm digging it because it brings more pizzazz. It brings more excitement. It brings you, they, they know how to tell a story, especially in my real world. I mean, this guy uh, underutilized in WWE, they never did nothing with him. You know, he's a good wrestler. And I mean, I'm, I'm going to keep saying it over and over again. You know, it's, it's you know, it's, it's a refreshing thing for Impact. And hopefully they'll run with it since this is the 20th year. And they, you know, are able to do what they do best. And that's bring wrestling um, uh, these things that they, they were doing back in the day with the backstage stuff with Johnny Swinger, all that bull crap. No, no, who cares? You're just killing it. You're not doing anything with that. So, uh, Jonah, of course, beat Tarus. We saw that coming. Uh, who was in there? I can't remember a lot of the matches there, but you know, it is what it is. And hopefully, uh, Impact continues to give us that type of um, surprises. But it's going to be interesting what's going to happen with Bullet Club. We'll be right back after this. The Pro Wrestling Vault. 
35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm, along with 300 photos from the independent scene, taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Hi. This is James Rodens from the WNR Podcast, and you are listening to the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. And we're back. So let's talk a little bit about WWE. Um, I'm not going to get into this because I... I, I Honestly, I, I don't care what happens with uh, WWE and what they got plans with WrestleMania. Uh, I literally, every day, I see stupid comments, and every day I have to be blocking somebody because I have people that follow me, and they have WWE marks, and I don't want to deal with these people who have no sense of no intelligence when it comes to professional wrestling, where they... M- want to complain about everything and this include aew fans because you got some aew fans that don't make no sense when it comes to booking and oh why is this guy not doing this but they're joining a uh, facebook pages of aew but they don't know oh i need to see this guy wrestle then you're not a big follower you just want to be part of a group want to be a troll and want to be talking crap online and i for one i'm not going to go back and forth with anybody that decides to follow me on twitter and then when I make a remark about WWE's booking, you want to come and save, uh, not save it, but, you know, make a point where it makes no sense. And then you're going to start trying to curse at me, talking about I shouldn't watch the, the program. Well, I don't watch WWE to begin with. I, I don't care for it because it's just I sit in front of Raw and it's like I'm pretty much you know, uh, wasting my life watching this damn program. So, but the reason I'm talking about this because what happened yesterday in the Elimination Chamber, apparently the Elimination Chamber, they just cut that shit down to now 15 minutes elimination matches. Something that WWE never used to do because it gives you a chance to, um, you know, to see what goes on, the pods and the incredible moments inside the elimination chamber they had watered that shit down to the fucking core i'm talking about is you know i don't like cursing in my podcast but this is the way it had they have been they have watered that shit down to garbage the way they ended the elimination chamber as far with bobby lastly was stupid if bobby lastly was hurt and he didn't even defend the title not even once so he just held the belt just for Brock Lesnar for a month or for a couple of weeks because he was hurt. Five Foot Select and other um, dirt sheet reported that, you know, the reason that Bobby Lashley has not been wrestling or defending the belt was because he has a shoulder injury. And they had to take him out of the elimination chamber where Brock Lesnar, not, I'm sorry, not Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins grabbed Austin Theory and threw him through the the pod where Lashley was in and made it look like he got protocol concussion, which was the stupidest thing I've I heard. The WWE using 
protocol, concussion protocol. What, what, in the NFL now? Which it was just, you know, that's never, never been seen in WWE at all. Never been used. That word has never been used in, in, in WWE in a match. They had talked about it in reports, but they never, ever said that. So they try to use NFL, you know, analogy or, or use that to take Bobby Lashley out of the match. But then for Brock Lesnar to then destroy everybody in the damn um, uh, eliminations to win the belt again. And I got people on social media, people who followed me, people who, you know, requested for me to follow them back, okay? Goes and defends the stupidity, the stupidity of WWE. Now, I put a picture of all Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar's pay-per-views that they had for the last, I'll say, six, seven years. And I said, when are we, when is this going to stop? Why do we see Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar match all the time? Now, people say, oh, but this is different. Oh, Brock Lesnar, didn't we just seen, uh, 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 I think in Saudi Arabia, a match with Brock Lesnar where uh, I believe um, Paul Heyman threw in the belt and Roman Reigns used the belt to win him, you know? And it's just, this is the thing. And people think this is some great wrestling. This is a great feud. This is boring already. It's boring. And the fact that Brock Lesnar has probably pretty much has been all the Afro-American. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Jada Red Sante, host of Turnbuckle Tabloid. And you're listening to the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. We're back. So this week we had a couple of stories. Uh, the high-profile one was the Cody Rose. Cody Rose, of course, you guys know that AEW did not re-sign him. He left, took his ball, and went home with his wife Brandy. Uh, the crazy part of all this was that there was a lot, a lot of reports coming in. First, they said that Cody Rose left because of a video that uh, he saw in Forbes that's showing that Tony Khan saying that he was the booker, the owner, the guy who does everything. Then they were talking about that there was uh, contract negotiations that did not go well, that even a lawyer was involved in that. He wanted CM Punk, Adam Cole, Brian Dennis, and money. Um, and, you know, people would just... People were just, uh, you know, wondering, you know, what the hell is going on? Why did he decide to leave? This is the man who was, you know, at hell bent to go to war with WWE. He even went as far as double nothing to recreate a Triple H throne, break it with the hammer. Um, and Kenny Omega said it best that. When he first started this, he was he wanted to go to war with WWE. 
And then somewhere down the line, he forgot all about that because he took his ball and went home. Now it wasn't about no war. It was about him. Um, again, he wanted to see him punk Brian Danielson, Adam Cole money. Tony Khan felt that he did not deserve it. He wasn't at that level for him to get that type of money. And, you know, the question is, how the hell you are, you know, doing that and whatnot. Uh, when, first of all, you bought a bus, you wasn't really traveling with the boys. You had your own personal bus. You was, um, you know, you started doing the the rolls to the top, your own reality show. You thought you was the Miz. Then you did um, the Go Big Show. You probably pretty much wanted to go Hollywood. You It was no longer a war with WWE. He felt that, hey, I got to make it, you know, try to do something to get my name out there. Um, and then when the fans asked him to be a rule breaker, go heel, he chose not to. And I think once Malachi Black came to AEW, that's why everything went downhill. Because uh, if you really think about it, people are saying that, oh, Cody Rose um leaving AEW is going to affect AEW they're going to go down but I may just did a poll not long ago uh, a couple of days after he left and uh it was 77% that said that AEW will still succeed so the 13% said that it's not it's not going to succeed but I made the point where when AEW was doing the 1 million marks that they did like 2 or 3 weeks in a row Cody Rowe was not even in the card so how is he a factor in the one million mark? You know what I'm saying? And then to top it off, they they call they have so much wrestlers. They got star power, the Lord, and they use them. Yeah, you know some of them are not there, some of them are not being used. But the fact that they just brought in Jay White from New Japan Pro Wrestling, and now after what happened last night, we don't know what's gonna happen. You know, and people right, right away that there was word that. WWE locker room was celebrating when Cody Rhodes left the AEW. Vince McMahon wants him because that's like a trophy case because he got one of the EVPs. And at the end of the day, you you know if 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 you feel that's a moral victory for you guys, the WWE fans and WWE, hey, morale's still low, okay? Because Cody Rhodes is not gonna make any difference, and I'm gonna tell you why. Cody Rhodes is not going to make a difference for the simple fact he's going to try to be the top dog. They might use him for a couple of storylines or whatever, but I don't see him winning the WWE title. And if he does, he probably wins it, and he'll probably have it for two months, and that's it. Okay, because he's not going to be the top dog. Now, as, Roman, as long as Roman Reigns is there, he is not the top dog. hes I don't even think he's in the top six. I mean, he's not, yeah, I don't even think he's in the top six or top five. Because remember, you still got Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. Bobby Lashley's going to be out for four months and whatnot. So you take him out of the equation. You still got Drew McIntyre. You still got Seth Rollins. Okay, there's four guys in front of you. Okay? You may be the top five. Maybe. And I say maybe. Okay? And then if you go to WWE, you're not going to be able to cut the promos that you do. They're gonna Everything's going to be scripted. So, hey, you want to go to WWE? That's on you. Wish you the best of luck. Uh, word was that Brandy is not going with him to WWE. And thank God for that. Because uh, they'll probably pull her to wrestle. 
And the girl can't wrestle for nothing. That's the one of the reasons also that people didn't like her. She was forcing herself to wrestle. She couldn't wrestle. She got on the mic and she was, uh, you know, cringed. And then, you know, and then after what happened the last time she was on the ring, where she thought she was in Cleveland, and people, uh, there was people telling me, oh, I think she did that on purpose. No, she, she botched. She actually botched. And she said, oh, it's the same. She botched. You know what I'm saying? And she gave away the fact that Josh Alexander may be heading to AEW. So, and speaking of Josh Alexander, you know, um, Josh Alexander, of uh, the fact that Impact did not sign him makes it even worse. Uh, I just saw the, uh, I did see the, um, the episode where, he pushed Scott the more by mistake, the more it was like telling him, Oh, you, you gotta control your temper, whatever. I mean, this whole storyline was kind of stupid because they kept putting obstacle after obstacle. And the fact that they brought in Khan from they used to be the the Ascension and made him look foolish, uh, as you know, Josh Alexander beat him probably in two minutes in an ankle lock, it makes it even worse. This guy makes his debut, he gets beat by Josh Alexander in two minutes, all to push the narrative of you know. And we're sending him home, but in reality was because his contract was over this past Monday and his work visa is over. But Randy Rhodes pretty much told us on that, on the uh, last uh, promo she did was, yeah, the only reason we hire you, Ethan Page, was because of George Alexander. She gave us the clue. George Alexander may be headed to AEW for the simple fact also that in May, they're going to do the Owen Hart Classic or Cup. And he made it known that he wanted to participate in that. So, uh, it's crazy because, you know, I don't understand how Impact let that guy go. And don't get me wrong, Impact is trying. You know, they got the, on the, the you know, the, the, the guys from Honor No More. And they got all these guys, but... The question is, you know, are you know are they going to keep these guys? I know PCO signed with Impact. He already signed with them. He's a he's an Impact. He was not going to sign with Ring of Honor before Ring of Honor even decided to halt their operation. He has said he was not going to sign with Ring of Honor. Um, so who knows? Who knows what happens? Who knows who's the next challenger for Moose's title? Because they ain't Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander is gone. And I don't think they're going to be doing no, uh, how you call it, like they were saying uh, about Cody Rowe, or oh, it's a work. It's, it's not a work. He's His visa his visa ended, his contract ended. I mean, it's still mind-boggling how you do not sign the walking weapon, one of the best wrestlers they have. You know what I'm saying? Him and Ethan Page were like, when they were tag team champions, they were unstoppable. I think they hold the record for the, for the longest uh, title ring. I'm not sure. But this is what you get. It's good to be a wrestling fan. Let me tell you something. A pro wrestling fan. I'm not talking about the enter- sport entertainment because WWE is not considered professional wrestling at all. At all. Now, I talk about it because, you know, it's been around and people say, oh, you, you sound upset. You don't like WWE. But I don't like WWE right now. I don't like it. And a lot of people are not going to like it. Okay. Um, I could bet you. That the Madison Square Garden, the Madison Square Garden event, now that Bobby Lashley is not the world champion and 
Brock Lesnar is the world champion. Who he's going to face in Madison Square Garden? Okay, on March 4th, I think it is. March 4th or 5th, one of those. Okay? It's ridiculous. Who's going to watch that? You look at the card, it's like a WrestleMania card. I mean, it's not even a WrestleMania card. It's not even say WrestleMania card. It's just the same shit you watch on Raw every Monday. Every It's the same thing. And you're going to go to Madison Square Garden and spend $20, $30 to watch this. I mean, if you got kids, it's different. Kids don't know any better. You know what I'm saying? They like to see their favorites. So we can exclude that. But real wrestling fans who been watching this for years, are you really going to go to Madison Square Garden and waste your money on that? You know what I'm saying? Well, you're probably going to see this again on Monday Night Raw. Now, that's the part I'm trying to explain to people. But, you know, you got these e-droids, you got these trolls, you got all these people making uh, apologies for the company. And the first thing they're talking about is about money. Uh, they, they, they're financial experts now. Oh, they make a lot of money. They got one, two billion dollars. Okay. Again, like I said earlier, the only reason they got all that money is because companies don't care who is wrestling in there. As long as it has a WWE brand, they make them money. Okay? And they're going to cater to the wrestling fan, and the wrestling fan is going to end up buying their product or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? I mean, WWE is desperate. The fact that they, again, like I said earlier, they're going to try to bring Steve Austin back. Why? Why? And then the fact Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania, that's a this that's a disgusting thing. And the, somebody made a point where uh, I think Johnny Knoxville had a heart attack, something like that. And they compare it to the fact that Daniel Bryan got hurt and they stopped Daniel Bryan from wrestling, but they're letting this guy Johnny Knoxville to be in the ring. WWE doesn't give rats as about nothing. It's all about money. And I'd rather be a professional wrestling fan than being a sports entertainment fan because I don't care for that anymore. Okay? And it's going to be a while. That's why I don't cover NXT. Don't care about NXT. It's all about NXT. Uh, 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 the girl from... Uh, who was it? The girl from Ring of Honor, Quinn McKay, who used to do the... Uh, the interviews, she debuted in NXT this week. Uh, good luck, girl. I hope they don't keep you in the back and doing nothing. So a lot of people right now, because of what I've been on, a lot of people are these young talents going elsewhere. So it is what it is. Um, but like I said, it's good to be a professional wrestling fan now with all this stuff that happened last night with Bullet Club and the whole thing. So We'll see. I mean, again, I'd rather be a professional wrestling fan than a sports entertainment fan any day of the week. We'll be right back after this. And we're back, so we're going to conclude this with some AEW news. Uh, not news, but the stuff that happened on Wednesday night and Friday. Uh, first of all, Wednesday night, of course, we had a CM Punk promo where he talked about Piper in, Port- in Portland. He kept saying that over and over again on his promo, and he came in with like a with a box and in that box he had a dog collar 
And he mentioned Piper and Portland, pretty much letting him know MJF that he wants to wrestle MJF. I believe he said steel cage. It might be a steel cage door collar match. Same way where Greg Valentine versus Roddy Piper back in Star K of 1983. Now, I know a lot of you guys probably weren't even born then or don't know anything about that, but the history of that, the door collar match, Cody Rhodes and Brody Lee were the last guys to have that match. And I'm hoping that this time the door collar is nothing like that door collar they used in that match with a freaking uh, belt. Uh, with some type of um, material in it that even the, the chain came off of it. That's how horrible it was. This came, of course, this was Cody's idea. Well, I mean, it's always going to be, a, you know, i always going to remember that dark collar match was one of the worst dark collar matches i ever seen in my life as far as not the match itself, but the way they put the, that dark collar. It was just horrible. Um, So... Pretty much CM Punk told MJF to come out and MJF comes out and then he walks away. Didn't say didn't say anything because he lost. Um well actually not lost, but a week a couple of weeks ago, FTR lost to CM Punk and John Moxley. So that pretty much uh gave CM Punk another opportunity to get MJF. He might get even in this one. Uh we'll see. Though, but uh, so that's set up for revolution coming up. Brian Danielson had a great match versus Lee Moriarty, and this is all coming from after Danielson confronted Moriarty along with uh Matt Seidel and telling him, Let's see how much violence you have. Lee Moriarty, of course, uh, tried to do his best, he gave Danielson a run for his money, making little small comebacks here and there. Uh, Moriarty had a great match, but Danielson. Put him to sleep. Um, it was too much. Lee Moriarty, to me, that guy is going to be the future of AEW, the future of pro wrestling. Um, he has all the tools to become a great star. In the aftermath, you saw Danielson call out Moxley. Moxley came out, pretty much said that Danielson was scared to confront him because they had confronted each other years ago. And pretty much Danielson, he told Danielson, I don't team with no one unless we have bled together. So basically, there's going to be a match between these two somewhere down the line, maybe in Revolution. Then at the key lead promo, not much to say there. He's part, he won his match for the face of the Revolution. So he's in there. Speaking of uh, face of the Revolution, they had a match with Warlord versus Match Caster. And this match was very interesting as Caster and Bowen interfered during the whole match. And Sean Spear didn't do anything but just sat there on his chair and didn't do anything. Um, he just watched and as this was happening. But Waller ended up hitting his powerbomb of symphonies on both members of the acclaim for the win. And then, of course, Sean Spear comes out and steals the show again from Warlow by hitting chair shots to Bowen and Caster, and then he's happy jumping around and making it look that he's happy for Warlow. So I don't know when this is the breaking point of this, but, you know, it's it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Max Caster gave Warlow a run for his money. I, I give him that. Max Caster has improved dramatically from the time that I first saw him. 
Then they had a Hangman Page promo with Adam Cole. And pretty much these two were just talking about the history. And then Adam Cole and Page shook hands. Uh, when the, He said, when the time comes, may the best man win. And as he left, all of a sudden, you saw Red Dragon come in. That is, uh, you know, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly come in and attack Adam Page. And Adam Cole joined in. And there you have it. So Red Dragon and Adam Cole attacked Adam Page. So it looks like it's gonna we're gonna see an Adam Cole versus Adam Page at Revolution. I'm guaranteeing you right now that Adam Cole is gonna be the new AEW World Champion for the simple fact that I think Adam Page Adam uh, Adam Page has not been a to me. Uh, it's happened the same thing that happened to Kenny Omega when he was in. New Japan. He won the belt, and after he won the belt, he uh, became not lame, not boring, but he wasn't uh, 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 a strong champion. But in, in Kenny Omega's case, he got hurt during uh, the G1 Supercard, and he had heel problems. He wrestled with all that, but he didn't have that that spark once he won that belt. That's the same thing that happened to Adam Pace. So Adam Cole will probably get the title, and we could see uh, him uh, winning it, and then uh, with this whole thing with Jay White and all that, it's it's gonna be very interesting. So we'll see what that goes. Proud and powerful versus Hagen and Jericho. Uh, I don't know where Eddie Kingston comes out, and uh, the match was very good between um, Hager, Jericho, and the Proud and Powerful. But Jericho lost his focus, and he went after Eddie Kingston, and that alone cost him the match. And afterwards, Eddie Kingston and Jericho. Uh, with hitting each other. So now we're going to have probably a Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Probably powerful beat Jager, Hager and, and Jericho. So we'll see. Then we had an anything goes match between Mercedes Martinez and versus Thunder Rosa. Uh, at one point, Mercedes hit a, uh, uh, I think it was a, oh, she hit the barricade. That's what I, I, I mean. I wrote this wrong. She hit the barricade. Put it this way, when the Rosa whips uh, Mercedes to the barricade, there was nothing holding that barricade. She went backwards and hit her head on the concrete. So that was very scary. She hit the back of her head. Mercedes then suplexed Rosa on the table, but it didn't break. That was crazy. I, I don't know how. They put the, the the table slanting against the ropes and the ring apron, and she it didn't work out for them, for neither of them. They botched the Hurricanrana. Rosa dropkicked the trash can on Mercedes' head. Spider suplex by, by Mercedes. Um, by Mercedes. Rosa Falcon ever Mercedes on the chair for the win. And the after, afterwards, uh, Mercedes Martinez and Donna Rosa shook hands. And then you saw Baker come out and hate her. And. Uh, Reba and attack Rosa and Mercedes. So now we're gonna probably gonna see Mercedes and Rosa's team up to wrestle Baker and uh, Hater. Uh, that's gonna be probably next week. Who knows? Oh, are we seeing? Well, we're gonna see uh, Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker Masters. She's probably gonna lose that belt. We'll see. Jay White did a promo, not much to say there. Talking about Beretta, and then we had the TNT title match. Between Darby Allen and Sammy Guerrero. This match was a great match between the two pillars until Andrade came in and pretty much distracted uh, 
I think Jose was the one who distracted Sammy. Sammy went to check while Darby. Darby was in the corner uh, ready to do a... Uh, he looked like he was going to do a... Um, I think we're going to do the, the, the... Oh, my God. The coffin drop. And the referee got distracted by Jose. And then this guy went and um, Andrade went and hit him with the tablet on his head, knocking him out. Same thing for Sammy Guevara after the match. Sammy Guevara beat Darby. Uh, so we're probably going to have a Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen against Andrade and also Matt Hardy because Matt Hardy went in the ring and started pounding on Sammy Guevara. So we're going to see probably a tag team on that. Rampage had um, this week had the uh, what they had here. Uh, let me look at this. They had a um, Adam Cole versus 10. Uh, this match, uh, 10 looked very good in that match, but he lost. He hit a few K followed by a running knee for the win. Um, Adam Cole hit him with a low blow behind the rest back. Then we had a Power Hobbs versus Dante Martin. And this match, uh, uh, the ending of this, Martin said Hobbs out of the ring, hit a huge springboard core screw to take him down. He followed that up with a massive missile dropkick, but he couldn't. Keep the man down for the pin. How's recover and hit a spine buster for the win out of nowhere. So uh, I don't know how far this is going to continue. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Angela Risk versus Serena Deeb against the Professor Five Minute Rookie Challenge. Uh, Deeb's rookie challenge of a woman named Angela Risk. This week, as usual, the Professor looks supremely confident she walked to the ring. She and Ristray hammerlocked before she took the newcomer down from behind and stepped on her back to show disrespect. Deep turned around and let Rist put her in a full nose, but Deep easily countered and ground her boot on the young woman's face. She had a nice power ball before locking Risk in a submission for a quick win. So, I mean, this is going to be the same thing. But I mean, to me, uh, they're saying that, you know, usually – Using squashes for established rest is almost never a good strategy, but somehow it works with these current professor gimmick. She just makes everything look so smooth while still having some intensity behind it. Yep, I agree with that. So then we had the Trent Barrera versus Jay White. The ending of this match, Barrera master counter White's finish and hit a running knee, but he couldn't keep him down for the pin. White hit the blade runner after a long back and forth thing to the get for the win. So that was your AEW rampage. So right now, like I said, with all this going on in AEW, right now everything is getting set up. We don't know what's going to happen with this Jay White situation, but we already know that, that Adam Cole is targeting the AEW World Champion. So if these Adam Hangman Page and Cole go at it at Revolution, I can see Adam Cole becoming the AEW World Champion and then holding that on and pretty much setting up a Kenny Omega versus Adam Cole with Jay White in the middle of all this and this can happen so something to you know something to look forward to so we'll see what happens uh in the next couple of weeks so that is it for me today guys um not much to say just i already told you everything i felt if you guys want to follow me again you can follow me on instagram twitter and facebook i'm usually on twitter a lot i do a lot of polls and all that so you i'm, I'm always posting on twitter um you can also check out my YouTube channel. I just put a video of the Cody Rhodes situation. You can check that out. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell for new uploads. And 
You can also um, hit that uh, like button and comment on the on the uh, video. Also, I got that uh, merchandise store, tcwr.veryimpressive.com. Uh, that's uh, in there, so you guys can check that out. Um, what else? The store bring. Uh, the store has the the the, the, the snapback hats, the t-shirts, and the hoodie in there, and you can check it out um, if you want. So, um, so you can follow me there. You can follow me on the store. I got stuff in the store. And also in the store, you could register the store so you can find out what, any new stuff I put in there and whatnot. So we'll see. So that is it for me. I mean, it's been a crazy week of wrestling. Um, again, um, if you enjoyed this, I uh, hope you follow me. Thank you for all the support for everybody out there. I will be on the WNR podcast next Saturday. My boy, James Rowland, we're going to be uh, reviewing the uh no surrender i got a lot to say about that so it's probably gonna be fun so check his stuff out check out my boy uh jay santi's turnbuckle tabloid um he just put up a new episode there go to rageworks.com and check out his uh his uh, podcast who else am i missing I'm, I'm supposed to be with dirty heel podcast this friday i'm gonna do something with them so i got a lot of stuff going on um i'm planning to have more wrestlers interview in the future um, i'm still on the work with a wrestler hopefully i have them soon until then guys that is it for me be blessed be careful and i'll see you guys next week Get the music.